Hello, I'm Father Joe Roche of the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Thank you for joining us as we continue our journey of reading the Journal of Blessed George Matulaitis from beginning to end. Today, we take up from where we left off, beginning with March 7th, 1911, Part 2, pages 85 through 87. We must certainly develop individual initiative in our members, but in a good sense. On the other hand, we must train them to conform to the constitutions, to the general discipline and order of community life with the brothers, to subject themselves humbly to the authority of their superiors. The good of the whole, our common undertakings and tasks, the greater glory of God and the salvation of souls, as well as the needs of the church must always take precedence, limiting individual initiative. Individualism can become a destructive force if it is not ruled and ordered by self-denial, humility, complete dedication to God and to the salvation of souls, and full obedience to the congregation and its superiors. If our congregation neglects the development of the personality of its members, it will have a faceless mob, a flock of sheep, it will be like a pile of sand, with each grain scarcely differing from the other, all of them haphazardly thrown together. But then again, if we cultivate only individuals without regard to preparing them for living and working together, we will end up with a field of sticks stuck in the ground, all dried up and unable to bloom or bear fruit. Each religious would be like a barren rock against which the waves break and fall back with a roar, a rock against which ships crash and are wrecked. Not only should we not try to eradicate the individuality of our members, their special talents, gifts, and resources, but we should even train and develop them. But on the other hand, we must take pains to teach and form them to be docile, obedient, and self-denying, so that whenever the glory of God or the welfare of the Church demands it, they will be ready to give up their talents, their dreams, and desires in order to be of service. We do not want to have a crowd of dull people who are simply led about, but ne neither do we want a mob of stubborn, selfish people intent on getting their own way, on pursuing their own interests and goals, and with no regard for the general good of our common tasks. People going their own way, and more interested in themselves, than in Jesus Christ. That's from Philippians chapter 2, verse 21. Here, too, we must find a balanced approach, a way of reconciling personal initiative and energy with complete and wholehearted obedience and self-denial. In this instance, as in everything else, we must avoid one-sidedness. May we be filled with joy in our work, remain strong and persevering in suffering, and in pursuing our goals, firm and constant in leadership. We should try to land, find a suitable field of work and proper occupation for each of our members to distribute their duties fairly, but at the same time, each one of us should be able to submit, to forget himself, to bend his will for the common good and higher aims. As we work at our various occupations, at becoming more proficient in our various fields, let us also be ready and willing to lend a hand wherever needed, 
Let us never shirk any task or chore that may serve the greater glory of God and the salvation of souls. Let us foster a productive diversity of work that is also coordinated, ordered, and unified, governed by higher motives, the glory of God, the good of the church, and the welfare of our own community. Diversity of talent, education, tasks, and duties, notwithstanding, we must all be united by the firm discipline without which community life is impossible. We must be bound together in one spirit, love of God and neighbor, devotion to our congregation, a zealous spirit of sacrifice, a desire to serve the glory of God in self-renunciation and self-forgetfulness. Let us be united by an obedience that does not spring from coercion, but from a humble heart, full of love for God and the congregation. As we cultivate and develop our various God-given talents and gifts, let us learn to use them with love, wherever needed, for God, for souls, and for our congregation. In the second part of the entry, Blessed George reflects again on the balance that must be found between individual initiative and the needs of the community. When George began the renewal of the Marian congregation, he drew many young diocesan priests to the order. They had to learn that the call to the consecrated life is like a second vocation for a priest. It includes the vows of poverty, chastity, and obedience, living the common life, praying, eating, and recreating together with the other members of the community. God calls all kinds of people to the religious life, introverts, extroverts, all need to learn how to find the balance between time with the community and time alone, and time alone with the Lord in prayer. The apostles were each individuals with unique gifts, but they had to learn to work with one another, as do the members of a religious community. Religious life is like a family. We learn from each other. We sometimes act like sandpaper for one another, but it helps us to grow and to mature spiritually. There is also a joy that comes with community, supporting each other in prayer, etc. Blessed George speaks of not neglecting any duty that will bring greater glory to God and lead to the salvation of souls. Need a miracle? Here's a prayer for a special grace through the intercession of Blessed George, which has received ecclesiastical approval. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O God, our Lord and Father, you surround us always by your care. Receive our humble petition, and through the intercession of Blessed George, who suffered so much for your glory and for the increase of your kingdom here on earth, grant me the grace, and here mention your intention, for which I ask you with confidence, promising to live from now on with greater fidelity to your commandments. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. 
Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. To receive a Blessed George prayer card, or to report graces received through the intercession of Blessed George, please visit us at thedivinemercy.org slash journal. That's thedivinemercy.org slash journal. Blessed George, pray for us. Jesus, I trust in you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Thank you, and God bless you. Are you a Marian Helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.